Don't put the chairs by the table. No, no, no. Chairs don't go by tables. Those aren't those are sitting chairs. You look at those chairs. Those are conversation chairs. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Over in the corner. Over in the corner. Away from the table. Yes, yes, yes. And no, no, no. You can't. Don't fold the napkins like Slave One. It's not called that anymore. You fold the napkins like Boba Fett's starship. Like Boba Fett's starship. Yes, it looks the same, but it's important that when you're folding it, you do Boba Fett's starship. Was it? We don't know what the daily special is yet. We don't know what the daily special is yet. We're gonna figure that out on the pod. We're gonna figure out on the pod what the daily special is. So please leave us I, alone. I know there's no Pete, such thing as a blue milk. There. I know there's no such thing as a blue cow, but make it happen, okay? Because at Po Boys, Po Boy, we need to have not only regular milk. We need blue milk. We need green milk. From that walrus thing. From, you know, that movie. And quite frankly, we're going to have red milk, purple milk, and yellow milk. Because P.I., I'm Josh, this is Pete, we're the Pope Boys, this is 202 Boys. Uh, we, we are investors, we're very important, we know money, and we can see the writing on the wall. We can see, oh, they did blue milk, oh, they did green milk, oh, obviously... They're going to do all the milks for all the lightsabers. So, yes, we have gone ahead and bought redmilk.com. We did go ahead and buy purplemilk.com. We bought yellowmilk.com, yeah, yellowmilk.com, We bought we, – it's, it's definitely not because we accidentally bought a coloring um, order that had more than two colors in it. Um, we definitely didn't forget to bulk order blue dye and green dye, and we just got all the dyes. That's exactly right. It's not because of that. It's not because of that. Um, at welcome all. to the show, 202 Boys. This is a very, very hectic episode. Um, as listeners of our show know, we are getting ready to open our big fancy restaurant, uh, Po Boys, Po Boys. Which... Exclusive, but also for everybody. Sure. Yes. Exclusive to human beings of Earth. Um, uh, uh, sorry if I offended any Trisolarans out there. Well, anyway, we're, we're very busy. We're very in it. Poe Boys, Poe Boys opening up. This is our, our, our last week of doing the pod before Poe Boys, Poe Boys. Uh, I've got to tell you, Pete, Thanksgiving this past weekend, Thanksgiving, um, this past week, I suppose. You know, initially, we were going to open on Thanksgiving. And then I thought, whoa, 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 whoa wait, that's Thanksgiving. Hey, we can't open on Thanksgiving. We'll get we'll get obliterated. And so um, caught that. Now we're, we're going to be opening December 25th, and it still feels like it's right around the corner. We got an extra month there, and I still feel like it's not enough time. There's not enough time in all the world. But I mean, there's on. only there's only so many hours in the day, yes. and that's 24. For now, here's, for now. But here's the thing, too, and this is something that Josh and I kind of realized is. People don't want to eat all hours of the day. And then also, for some reason, you weakling people don't want to work all hours of the day. So we're trying to figure that out. Absolutely. Now, all that said, we're, we're making pretty good progress. And opening day is, is coming up. But uh, we, we figured, well, let's... While we still have to do this podcast on top of this very busy job that we're doing that's super important that we've sunk all our money into and is going to bring us back 100% plus on investment, I've been assured. Um, 
Revere, well, let's bring the pot into it a little bit and bring them a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, I know this isn't a restaurant podcast. This isn't a culinary let's podcast. Let's do a pot unveiled. I mean, Star Wars yeah, let, podcast. Let's, let's go ahead. But I figured, no. you know, Pete and I, Pete and I both um, had We're ideas. Fan first. <laughs> yes. If you could finish one of my sentences correctly, I think we could we could shut the podcast down. <laughs> uh, Pete and I both have these ideas for what the daily special should be on opening day. And now I know what you're thinking. Oh, Josh wants his, Pete wants his. Actually could be wronger. They're actually both great ideas that we're both very excited for. Pete sounds amazing. I'm very excited about mine as well. And it just really comes down to like, I don't even know. How do you, you know, it's it's like, uh, am I going to watch freaking, you know, Rogue One or Rogue One? I don't know. They're both great. They're such good ideas. That's impossible to decide. And so I figured we would discuss that here up top. And I mean, Pete, you got to tell them. You've got to tell them right now what your big idea for our daily special for Po' Boys, Po' Boys opening night is. Well. Keeping in mind. It is a po' boy restaurant. Right, 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 right. And honestly, and this is just me, because I've been getting a lot of um, pushback from our specialists in the food industry, but this is a flagship program of po' boys. And you know what po' boys are, all right? Hearts out into the wind. We're for everybody. So I have, and this is... Josh is, um, it's not a main dish, it's a side. Um, but I makes gonna... sense that that's why that would, that would be a daily special, a side dish. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this daily special is for our um, bad batchers out there, because <clears throat> even though our pod numbers didn't seem to indicate that they exist, they certainly go out to restaurants. And they're going to specifically... All the people that love Po' Boys and watched Bad Batch, which is a silent army, um, <laughs> we are gonna get some um, some of that um, Mondo mix, you know, which is that like popcorn stuff from um, Bad Batch. You know, they have it at the end of every mission. It's basically popcorn because who doesn't want to have some like. Popcorn and different flavors and different spices. Maybe a sriracha one. Maybe a cinnamon one. Maybe one that kind of makes you want to like get up and leave and go work out. Um, because that's who also among who among us. So that's one of the just many sides. All right, it's a restaurant of just honestly. You can choose. You're going to be looking. One of the whole pages is sides for your po' boys po' boy. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, and that was mm-hmm. Pete's idea for a daily special, which is kind of weird because it sounds like something that would just be on the menu regularly. But it's actually a great idea if you think about it. It's a really good idea. Good, good job. And then mine is um, an open face po' boy, which is of course um, a clam with his big mouth open, kissing a piece of bread. Yeah, and i mean both are great ideas both Um, are great ideas both are great ideas and it's occurring to me right now you can just do you can just do open face po boy with the side of your little mondo mix and call it a day honestly it's a mix and match and we really look forward to we've had such a great response on our social media at po boys podcast i can't wait to see people 
buy that po boys po boys and then they have those sides like they're half a poor fries or they're um a kiri coleslaw um they're half a poor bacon <laughs> oh no famously <laughs> very big sleeping bag size bacon that's so gross <laughs> but this is i mean this is one it, it's a restaurant that reflects the values of Po Boys LLC, and then on on and, and secondly, it's no it's sitting, the, no well, famous sit- value of Po Boys. In fact, <laughs> Po Boys twenty twenty two, no sitting. Yeah, I mean theoretically there are seats because um, we're not ableist. Right, you know, at. if you need to, oh for sure, for yeah, sure, for sure. Like if you have to sit, <sighs> and maybe it's because you didn't, you're cramping up. And you, you know, just didn't stretch before, which there are a lot of people that aren't professional, you know, swole boys like us. Like you would, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me. There's not a photo that exists on the internet of me sitting down. No, no. And that's no work went into achieving that goal. Like, it's not like we went out and found pictures of Pete sitting and deleted them. Didn't have to. They're not out there. They don't exist. And there's a lot of pictures of Pete. Oh, um, there, I mean, there's a lot of pictures from all different angles. There's all different so angles. many pictures of Pete that you can find on so many different sorts of websites. And maybe and not you just don't the ones do a deep dive. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. And then some, exactly the kind you're thinking of. So, fans. For all ages. Listeners, I... Po'boys Po'boys is going to be an experience. Yes. You're going to walk in and you're automatically going to, you might be a little intimidated because all of the workers and ourselves are, um, you know, chiseled, cut to the nines. We're very fit. Um, and that's just a, a part of working there. So, you know, oh, this is the food that led to, josh and pete being as swole as they are that's what that's what people are going to eat there they're gonna be like oh i want to be like these two swole boys so i'm just going to consume as much half a poor bacon as possible as much mondo mix as much open face oh open face po boy open face po boy clam with big old mouth open kiss a piece of bread now some people might be a little concerned okay we have this new um covid variant it's the holidays how are you getting all of your volume um what's it going to be like online sales and you can pre-order and have it shipped to you on the opening day and not just that we'll have a handwritten note with your food oh yeah i mean handwritten by who well time will tell but it'll be handwritten we're also getting our carbonite machine um because this guy that we talked to on one of the Star Wars forums. Um, it was a lot, but apparently um, putting things in carbonate's an actual thing. And um, Darth Vader 6666 uh, assured me, I mean, avid poster on the Star Wars forums, has assured us that we are going to be able to carbonate food and then send it to you all. So you're going to have the experience of decarbonization and unlike Han being like, oh, no, I can't see, I can't see, that's not a problem with the food. You just eat it. Yeah, food will not have hibernation sickness. Food's already dead. Yeah, food is already dead. So that's... That we, I can actually promise you 
Polos, Polo Boys, whatever food you're eating is dead. Now, it once, is dead. Once you know we get our quarter one numbers, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But we have Having spent a live food. We have spent a significant portion on the technology, and a lot of people saying there would be you know easier methods, like maybe just do Grubhub or do Uber Eats. But the carbon the carbonite measure that we're doing it's going to be one of the reasons that people come and order online at po'boys po'boys oh for sure and the different i mean you send somebody a po'boy sandwich that weighs probably what three quarters of a pound one pound you know and so like they get to pay for shipping but they don't get to pay that much for shipping and people love paying for shipping now you put a po'boy sandwich you put that bad boy in a brick of carbonite oh it's gonna weigh more than a pound Oh, it's going more than two pounds. It's actually going to weigh a lot of pounds, and you're going to get to pay a lot more for shipping, and you're going to get to pick it up. It's going to be very heavy. You could do some curls with it. I mean, this is this is this is a snake eating its own tail in the best way. Is everybody is winning with us doing this? When you go to Galaxy's Edge, why do you go? For family, for the experience? No, you go for to the droid. Oh my gosh. Um, we're not going to get into that. Ashley X time, you're welcome to come at Poboys Poboys. But you come for that lightsaber. You come for that like droid that's like a popcorn maker thing. Like you're making your own droid that turns into a popcorn maker. Isn't that what that droid does? Or it's just a droid that's in Bluetooth or something? It's I... very similar to this experience. When you come to Poboys Poboys, all right, not only if you order online, are you gonna get your own carbonate container? of your food in carbonate and then you're gonna um you know have to decarbonize decarbonate that that sucker um but and you can do that at home on your own and we don't need to be involved with that you can yeah. figure that out on your own just and watch when... return of the jedi and do what leia does yeah, yeah 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 and you might think to yourself didn't a whole night occur between when han was taken out of carbonate and then was, you know, going to have to fight for his life um, near the Sarlacc pits. Um, didn't it take a while for him to, like, start being able to see again? Um, we're, you know what? Well, it doesn't matter because food's dead. Food doesn't need to see. Well, you want your food to see you eat it? That's pretty sick. Yeah, What's wrong no, with you? That's really Sounds gross. like maybe you're the problem. But you might think to yourself, oh, why the hell would I go in for the dining experience? So, Josh, tell them what they get when they walk into a Po'boys Po'boys, every customer is guaranteed this. The first thing you're going to get walking into this bad boy is we've got this bucket on the door, and the door is open just a little bit. And so when you open the door the rest of the way, there's this bucket on the door that is going to drop right on your head with a complimentary Po'boys Po'boys kettlebell that is going to fall out. You get to catch. And you get to catch it your arms are already over your head. You're primed for lifting. And you get to take that home. Now, you come in with party of four, party of five, you know, yada, yada. You really can only come in one at a time. We do have to reset the door with the bucket and the kettlebell. But that kettlebell, you do get to keep it. Um, you, you, it's, you know, it's added into the tab at the end. You don't even have to, like, worry about it. Like, you don't even actually have to worry about it or think about it. It'll just be added to the tab at the end. And you just bring that bad boy home. You got a kettlebell. And then here's another really cool thing with the kettlebells because we're we're implementing them in multiple ways. So 
a lot of restaurants they have a gimmick right so chuck e cheese has the mouse um texas roadhouse i think is the place where you can just like throw peanuts on the ground like an animal sure um and then there's you know other restaurants that have their gimmicks here and there but while you are Still eating hilarious. and you're standing up we you can play Poboys Poboys and um it's a workout technique that Josh and I in our younger years used to do and basically we just yell Poboys 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 and and the the basic game is hot potato with a kettlebell so you'll see you know people throw a kettlebell from table to table to table to table and then if you're stuck with it at the end of the chant you know Poboys 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 po Congratulations, you have one of Poboy's um in embroidered kettlebell. However, all right, nothing in this life is free. So you will be working in the kitchen. You will be um basically giving your services for somewhere between 10 to 20 hours, which is so great for you because you also get to add that as a credit on your resume of you know, you worked the lines at Poboys Poboys. And people are going to be talking about that. I mean, Dumb Starbucks, which was this restaurant that um, was it Nathan uh, Freed. Uh, it was an art exhibit, Pete. Yes. And, and we shouldn't say that necessarily we are a restaurant, too. We are an experience. We're more of a 4D podcast experience. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll get to be part of that. You won't necessarily get to be part of a restaurant. Um, for one, we just don't like to have such a, um, what's the way it's just a, um, myopic take on the restaurant experience. And we are multidimensional when it comes to providing experiences for our customers. So I would not say that we're technically a restaurant, um, but we're more like a evolution evolutionary push of the human experience. Yeah, and these kettlebells, they're hot. They come hot. You got they're gonna be very hot. And we don't do silverware. Um, so that's Po Boys Po Boys. Now they'll be opening up December twenty fifth, and then you know. I'm sure it'll be a crazy day or two there. People be lined up around the friggin' block. What else they got going on? And then a few days after that, you know, we'll we'll have the staff trained up enough that Pete and I can maybe loosen the reins a little bit, and we'll be able to come back with. Uh, I think I can announce now because I do believe I said it to you, and you said fine. Um, Bobo Boys, our Book of Bobo Fett podcast, uh, which will be covering the Book of Bobo Fett, which will come out. Um, on December 29th. So now they're they're finally moving Star Wars to this Wednesday date, like they've done with the, the Marvel oh, shows. Really? Yeah, it's gonna be Wednesdays now. All Disney Plus stuff is Wednesdays. In case I actually like that. A Friday lot. was too convenient. You're out of your mind. I'm a big fan. It's gonna be Wednesday. Make it Wednesday evening. You know, what's this Wednesday morning stuff? It's like, oh yeah, uh, right in the middle of your week, you're gonna have to avoid most websites because that's when the thing you're going to watch in the middle of the week is going to air and people well, are Josh, not going to also talk do about it. like to run straight into a problem 
And for me specifically, I like the sidestep, and I gonna gonna get some movement to it. So right, you're my of... my eyes are able to dart away from like, oh no, spoilers! But also, you know, I just watched stuff in the morning, so <laughs> there's there's that too. Um, but so yeah, with, yeah. So Bobo Boys, Bobo, Bobo Boys, I think may come out on Wednesdays. Um, so Bobo Boys, Bobo Boys, um, the book of Bobo, book of Bobo Fett, book of Bobo Fett, the book of Bobo Fett. Um, so that'll be the last week of December. Well, so book of Bobo Fett airs on the 29th. Book of Bobo Fett airs the 29th. So traditionally what we have done with Mandalorian, because I don't know, we started on Thursdays arbitrarily because Resistance came out on Sundays. I wouldn't say that. I would. And so, but it, it ended up being pretty convenient for Mandal. Well, what, what were we doing? No, because Mandalorian came out on Friday. So usually, yeah, we have. Well, our- I mean, you said, oh, the office comes out on Thursdays. All the big things come out on Thursdays. We have to come out on Thursdays. And I was like, the office ended like seven years ago, Josh. But, hmm. um, yeah, you no, say no. so. Yeah, uh, so this, this comes we- out. The 25th is a Saturday. We're talking about the 29th because that's when the Book of Boba Fett comes out. Um, so Merry Christmas, everybody, because we're not going to see you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take it. I mean, we can still probably record on the 30th or have it done um, on the 30th. I'm not going to do that every week for this show. Hmm. So you want this Wednesdays? I'm not. I'm. I'm. I mean, we can do it Thursday. But if we do it Thursday, it will be the next Thursday, and the next episode of Buka Bobo Fett will already be out, and we'll still we'll have that previous well, week's episode. I, I wouldn't say that our takes are. We'll particularly... we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah. Well, we've made these know... listeners sit through enough this week, and they're gonna have to sit through a lot more. So, and I cannot wait for you, listeners. To see some of the artistic takes that myself and Josh have done with Po Boys, Po Boys, because a lot of the behind the scenes that you speculate, like why would they do that? Why did they pick this? Will be on full display with Po Boys, Po Boys, which is coming out um, in just a few weeks. Absolutely. So this is, I assume, the end of Two O Two O Boys. I, this is a... this is the end of season one of two o two o boys, and if there is a season two of two o two o boys, it will be one episode long, and it will cover an entire season of Star mm. Wars Visions. I kind of thought that with um the what was that? Where were we? Were the Detective Boys for that? Um. Detective oh my gosh! Boys. What what was that series called? Um the gal gallery boys. For Disney Gallery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, but that. that didn't all come out on one day, now did it? Came out week mm-hmm. after week. So no, I mean uh, the other one came out. Well, actually, it came out in two parts. Sorry. So yeah, anyway, right. very rarely. So we are going to be covering the last episode, Akahiri Akiri, um, which is episode nine of Star Wars Visions. Episode um, nine of nine. What a journey. Yeah, and you know what? You, the fans, have been following along with us as we've been talking about this. Um, I'd say our 202 Boys episodes are probably 60% non-Visions 
if not 70% non-visions, and then just a dab of us talking about visions um, specifically. Uh-huh. I saw oh. someone. I saw someone today who's also a Star Wars fan that I've not seen in some time, and they we briefly talked about Star Wars, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, what was that thing that came out like forever ago? That was like an anime or something. I watched for a minute. Like, what was that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's Star Wars Visions," and I'm still talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, I talked. I also talked to somebody about Star Wars, um, just randomly, and I was like, "What do you think of Star Wars Visions?" And this is a take that I, you know, when people say things and then you just have to politely nod and just move along. Um, and this person listens to this podcast, so he's just gonna rage as soon as he hears Wars. this. Um, he said it was too much lightsabers, too much, too many. Like it didn't have to be Jedi every episode. And no, I'm like, really didn't. And I'm like, are you crazy? This is the best part of this. Oh, All right. Nice. Like he's like, oh, did, did a droid have to be a Jedi? And I'm like, I hadn't thought about it, but now I do. I want mm-hmm. Toby. I want Padawan Toby. All right. To be in the Jedi Order now. Do you? Oh, I like Toby. I was a big fan mm-hmm. of that episode. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I whereas Toby was like an idealistic person of like, you know, somebody you would look forward to being a Padawan growing into a master. Um, Subaki. Mm, no, not. And who's that now? Uh, Subaki is the Jedi we're going to be talking about. Well, Jedi in quotes. Mm, um, we're going to mm, be talking mm. about this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. I take you didn't listen listen to the English dub. I did. Oh, okay. Uh, I listened to it yesterday. Okay, so um, we're covering the last episode. Nine of of. Um, Star Wars Visions, I assume this is your favorite because it's, what, the shortest? Second shortest? No, it's not the shortest, let me tell you. Um, well, no, it, it moves along pretty quickly. It does not sure drag. Yeah. Sure I mean, what's the shortest? Twins? I don't know. Aren't most of them, like, eight minutes long? Shouldn't okay. they all be, like, eight minutes long? Okay. You know, um, and this is not Josh to say that people didn't put a lot of hard work into it and the content isn't good. Um, no, it's just lo- me saying, shouldn't they just be eight minutes long? Yeah, and that's not him trying to burn bridges when we get Henry Golding on or if we get right. Jimmy Chung on because saying, they are friends of the pod. They're like friends of us specifically and they worked really hard on this. Right. It's um, just Josh is kind of They could scared. just work really hard for he sure. He doesn't like... he. Well, we'll get into the episode of what what was scaring Josh. Mm, interesting, interesting yeah. theory, interesting theory. No, I mean, yeah. Well, you have to let us know what was scaring you so much mm-hmm. for the shorter episodes. So the premise of this, well, you're actually going to have to take the lead on this because it seems like you want to bet this is. Oh my gosh! Can you stop? <laughs> You'll have to take the lead on this because this seems like it was a specific format of samurai film that they were going with. Because we do see a component of this from Mandalorian season two, um, with Ahsoka in the village, but I don't know if this is like a um, a try and true trope that is in samurai films. It seemed it seemed to me that it, that's like what what they were going with, like a samurai story that's been told time and time again. Um, I mean, maybe I can't I can't think of a one to one analog for this one. Um yeah i don't know 
Um, Maybe so hidden is, fortress, but I don't remember the specifics of that one. I mean, it's just it's just somebody of in of royal lineage being ousted from their seat of power and going back. I mean, that that predates samurai films as well. I mean, that's there's Shakespeare there and all kinds of stuff, but it certainly is you know tale as old as time, so to speak. Yeah. So we have um, Subaki, who is a mentally ill or sick person who decides like, Hey, I'm really injured right now, but my fling or person that I used to, or still care about is in trouble. So I'm going to fly my B wing, my very cool B wing and then crash it. Um, and have to get saved by the aforementioned, um, boo, which mm-hmm. is um, Princess Nisa, I think her name is. Um, so, you know, we do get some pretty cool action scenes here and there. Um, and you kind of get a preview that this is not a typical Jedi because he, like, mows down, like, three or, f- you know, three or four of these reptile people before he has one of his, um, what do you call them, seizures, I guess? Four seizures. There you go. That- then he has um, before spits. he gets rescued, before he gets rescued by um, his boo and let me get these people's names, um, um, Timon and Pumbaa. Sorry, <laughs> Kamahachi and Senshu. One of whom voiced by George Takei. Oh, let's talk about the voice cast um, for a second because it mm-hmm. was it was a very good voice cast. We had Henry Golding, mm-hmm. um, who plays um, Subaki. We have um, Jamie Chung, who plays Misa. I don't know if you're familiar with Jamie Chung at all. Um, she, what's something big that you would know? She was in like Once Upon a Time, which is that big NBC show um, or ABC show. And then she was like, she became famous from like that real world road rules thing. Hmm. Um, and we have Keon Young, who is Kamahachi. I'm not familiar with him. Although the voice sounded, um, familiar George Takai who is Senshu and then ha- did you recognize this um, person Lorraine Toussaint not by name um, who she it was Masago and that was such a I mean Masago I didn't this remember bad this bad guy yeah the bad um, Aunt Sith the bad yeah um, she oh I from I'm yeah I'm familiar with this person yeah, she. Let's see. She was in um, Into the Badlands, and she was oh. in. Um, she was in Law and Order, Dangerous Minds. She's been in a bunch of stuff that I wasn't familiar with. Hmm. Um, and Orange is the New Black, and then the Master, who's in at the very end, was played by Paul Nakuchi, who also had a very familiar. This was. This was a very star-studded. Like it was a, it was a cast that I I enjoyed. Everybody that was on the cast for sure, um, from the from the English dub side. I did not watch the um, English sub um, for this. Was there and any I big difference? It a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so not even. I watched it before to... the first episode of Two O Two O Boys, so mm-hmm. I can't speak to it now when you were watching this yesterday could you tell it was henry golding no but i i mean uh, i've seen crazy rich asians and and that's it i'm not i'm not 
overly familiar with Henry Golding. Um, I could tell it was someone, <laughs> but I, I thought he, I thought he had a really good performance. I thought uh, it fit, it fit the character. I believed that this was a, a dude suffering with something outside of his control mentally. It was like the worst aspects of the Anakin Padme relationship. Just like thrown onto the screen. Like the, oh, I have, the, I have these visions. I have these visions. Um, I was not a big fan of that. Interesting. I never, I never felt like it was too, too uh, eye roll inducing, but then, you know, I'm, I'm admittedly maybe less invested in, in these than I could be. Um, so let's talk about some positives. I really enjoyed the, um, this is probably one of my top episodes for the, um, sound, not the sound for the score. Like, yeah. Yeah. Score Fantastic the very, score. The score at the end. I was like, I can see why you picked Akiri as the last episode. It was like a fantastic end song to end mm-hmm. the entire series. Um, the like chase scene of them on the ostriches um, was pretty cool. Or two in particular. Um, now, th- that was a highlight. And then I really, I thought Masago is probably my second favorite villain from the series, too. Interesting. Um, oh, you didn't like Masago? Okay. So I like Masago. Um, this is kind of reminiscent of like the granny from like the dc universe a little bit granny goodness Mm -hmm. um and just taking a different look on it's not you know some male it's not some that's true that's true um you know big bad um dude that's like kind of this like alien creature monster it was this like you know very a militaristic old woman that was an aunt who, if you just, you know, just look at her, like, obviously she was going to kill your dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, to be fair, maybe she, you know, got a new wardrobe since the coup. Maybe before then she hit it better. Um, But yeah, well, let's let's talk about just the lack of like Nisa and Subaki deserved everything that came to them. Because how in the hell did they think they were gonna do anything when like she had like she has this army, um, and the only people that Nisa has with her are the two people she physically pays, and then she had no idea that Subaki was gonna come to her. She should have just retreated and then trying to figure out things from there. So their plan was terrible from the jump. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's. It is interesting because I me mean, on the one hand, I'm like, you know, this is pretty long, could have been shorter. But you do have this like once a royal, always a royal kind of like call beyond reason to regain, you know, her kingdom or or whatever it is. I mean, we don't really get into all of that too much in this episode, but it is kind of like this drive to reclaim what was yours that goes beyond any kind of common sense. Yeah. Well, Which is I, very I, un Jedi. I mean, you could argue he already kind of stepped off of the path the moment he decided that that was 
that was a course of action he was going to come after. I feel like the the Qui Gon thing, oh, you know, would be like, oh, you know, you're you're alive. You know. Well, I I actually thought of this more from the Obi Wan take of you know him going to Mandalore oh, to try yeah. and save Duchess Satine. Yeah. And compare the two of them now. You know, Obi Wan's not having seizures. Obi Wan is much de- more detailed character. Yeah. Um, and is just better all around. I at no point am led to like Masago at the end is like, oh, you're so powerful. We're gonna rule the galaxy together. I'm like, at no point in this episode has Subaki shown any ability that would make him this like great number two. Um, Masago probably just doesn't have that many options, so that's why she's throwing Subaki this bone. But you do they they do a good job of like throwing a bunch of like this is not what a Jedi should be doing. This is not what a Jedi should be doing. And going through that episode. One thing I really did like is they did show the two sides of what's happening. Of like when they go, there's that big party. It seems like everything is really going well. It's like, why is she trying to overthrow all these people? And then you see that the soldiers are intimidating the villagers you know, fleecing them for all their money. So there is, you know, reason that she's going. This aunt is not doing what's best for her people, even though there's this big show of it, which is like kind of the classic authoritarian government of, you know, you have these big displays, but, you know, when you look deeper, you can see all the inequalities, all of the harshness, all of the, you know, um, worst of humanity in it. Yeah. Now, going back to your comment about him being a worthy apprentice or not and how, how powerful he really is. So what is your take on what these flashes, what the flashes he is having are? Because they begin oh. to, to my mind, they are flashes of that conflict at the end. Yeah, no, I, I, and, I agree 100%. And with that in mind, you could argue like, oh, he is very powerful. He is he is being hindered by these visions. But if you're, you know, a Sith or, you know, dark side, you can maybe kind of put together like, Oh, your shackles are gone. Now you have reached this point. You've, you've come back to the start of things and, and canceled out whatever weird force loop this is. And you've lived what you have been getting these visions of that is behind you now. Um, but yeah, cause you, you make a good point. We never see, you know, he is, he is inhibited the entire time we know him until he yeah. walks off at the end. And it's also like this is the classic, you know, if if he had just cut his emotions, would he be still having these visions? And most likely he wouldn't. It was because he has this connection to Nisa, because there's this like spark of the dark side, he's able to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to an interesting um thing I have never really thought about episode 2 and episode 3 is do you think Palpatine, I mean, Palpatine obviously knew about Padme and the pregnancy, but do you think he knew about the specific visions that Anakin was getting and manipulating those specifically? Or was it just trying to play on that, like, hey, I'm going to try and save you because I have the ability to? So here's my thing is this, to me, this falls into one of those things where it's like the text itself doesn't say one way or the other. So it's obviously the interpretation of the viewer or what the viewer wants. To my mind, I don't like to think that Palpatine played that aggressive a role in the visions Anakin has because to me, 
the Anakin's downfall is while Palpatine certainly facilitates it, it's also just a failure on the part of the Jedi. And to my mind, it's like Anakin is having these emotions and the forces is playing these emotions up and giving him this kind of emotional intel, so to speak. And the Jedi are telling him, you know, no, 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 this is bad. This is no good. Ignore this, ignore this emotion and stuff. And, and so to me, that is a big part of my, understanding of the arc of the prequel trilogy to me having it be like oh palpatine is manipulating what he's seeing take some responsibility away from the bloat of the you know late republic era jedi yeah and i mean in episode nine they seem to indicate that palpatine was controlling all of the stuff between ray yep yeah so it, it yep. definitely makes it definitely makes you think like, is that, I mean, it's not an explicit force power. You know, he could be lying. Um, he Have we just... talked about how that is, that is my headcanon, is that he is just lying? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it is interesting with, with certain Visions episodes, you know, push the power of the force to a ridiculous degree or do different things. So like Twins. Twins um, with the, like, lightsaber ropes, which is mm-hmm. cool um you know yeah no i mean it had its place but i i I get what you're saying for sure um this definitely is going in different directions because it like we got so much of the force healing basically in that one week of episode nine and then baby yoda yeah yep (laughs) he's trying to eat me (laughs) um and then because of those things, we know that she can heal him. Like she can heal Nisa, mm-hmm. and there's kind of the ability to do that. This is true. Um, this is true because this this coming out in a post episode nine world, we do sort of have precedents in post Mandalorian world. We have precedents for like healing mortal wounds, so to speak, like slashes, cuts, and th- and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like if you put this in just the framework of the prequels or like the original saga, not the original, but you know, the six films George Lucas did, it is kind of, it does have kind of um, big implications in that it's sort of like one of the great unanswered questions of Star Wars, I feel like is could Palpatine have helped Anakin save Padme? Had Padme not, you know, died when she did. Like, could Palpatine and Anakin together have saved her life? And then what would that have looked like? And to me, this episode is kind of like, well, this is what that would have looked like. Padme would have lived, but her and Anakin would not be together. She would not like, you know, they, they would be totally different. And yeah, I don't know. So that's it's it's interesting to think of from, from that perspective. I think one of the things that Visions does at its best is is kind of you know like i said a lot of the fun of star wars is is headcanon and kind of interpreting stuff that's not explicit Mm -hmm. uh so that the story rings truer to you i guess um and and visions does represent present some ideas it's like oh what if this you know i hadn't thought of star wars this way what if that were true of this story that i'm super familiar with how does that impact this story I'm really familiar with, and, you know, how, how does your reading, how does your viewing of episode three change? If you go into it in your heart of hearts being like, Oh, they could have saved Padme and Anakin, you know, 
had things played out differently, Anakin would have been able to save his wife as Darth Vader. Well, mm-hmm. and also, is it because Anakin's just not a nerd, right? Like, isn't little, he though? Little Yanni had the ability, you know. So, like, did Little Yanni learn that on the fly and was like, "Hey, one of my bros is injured. Let me walk over mm-hmm. and heal him." So, like, obviously, Little Yanni and Anakin didn't see each other in the calf. Um, because and that's that that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, listeners, you were growing up, you know, when you're in eighth grade, you don't eat lunch with the sixth graders. No. no, 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 no. Right. And then for him to eat lunch, because, you know, Anakin was like 18 or whatever, 19 at the time. And little Yanni was like in his 30s, I think, or what, 40s around that time. Like, that doesn't make sense why, you know, those two groups of people would eat with each other. But it really makes you think like that knowledge was out there. Anakin just wasn't looking in the right spot because his, you know, um, I, all of these ideas were corrupted by Palpatine as Palpatine was trying to turn him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely some interesting food for thought. Um, some other. So is this one of the studios that did more than one episode? Science Saru, um, they did. I believe they did the Toby episode. Um, but here I have the wiki. I have the. Oh. Wikipedia, I have the Wikipedia up. Um, yes, Science Saru. I'm pretty sure did Toby. Um, this is one of those two the, the two podcast ones. Yep, they did Toby and they okay. did Akiri, which is di- it's Interesting. certainly two different animation styles. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to run through all the episodes in my head. I do think, I do think probably aesthetically they are my two least favorite. Uh, really, that's okay. I mean they're just they're just heavily stylized. I think I mean Toby in particular is is very. I mean I think it does an excellent job of of adopting the style it does adopt. I just I just didn't care for this to say nothing of the quality of it. Just wasn't for me. Uh, this episode was interesting because it was like very 50 50 for me where I, I wasn't so hot on the character designs like Nisa. I think the, the female protagonist kind of just looked like Popeye's girlfriend to me a little bit. Like okay. just, just very stylized. It's just very stylized. Um, but I thought that the, you know, the establishing shots, the backgrounds, um, all the environments I thought looked phenomenal. And the lightsabers looked pretty cool. Yeah, the lightsabers were, were certainly cool. Um, and the this did a good job too of like um, drawing back the camera. So like that opening scene where you know he's fighting the lizard people, and you're not seeing it from you know the first person. Basically, you're seeing it like drawn out, like as if you're at the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I definitely kind of thought that. I could see these people being the previs like cartoonists because, you know, they do all those like Mandalorian or movies. They like digitally make them first Mm -hmm. and then they like actually do them. Um, It seemed kind of like their take on doing that. Interesting. Uh, The other, the other big thing of note I had for this episode was that it, it is you hear about you know it's it's not the destination it's the journey and for for me this was very much the exact opposite in that 
I did not care for the journey at all, but the destination is very compelling and potent and, and is one of the things I like when you quiz me on visions five years from now, and I haven't watched it in, in five years, I'll remember a handful of things. And the end of this episode is going to be probably the first thing that comes to mind just because it, you know, plot wise, it was, it was very compelling and it was a very striking moment. Um, everything leading up to that, was you know fine but the the end was was really you know what you're what you're coming for here well for me i'm gonna remember that jedi wear stupid hats that don't make any sense in the context of anything yeah and they're then just like Sith us get to wear cool hoods mm-hmm. like he's like oh cool i have a hood let's use my hood now and oh Oh my gosh, I'm so much cooler now. I'm gonna go with my Masta um, Masago, and we're gonna like mess some stuff up. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, again, like you said, the score in this episode was was really cool. Um, I mean, I was specifically excited when they announced that they were gonna put the scores for Visions on streaming, not because of Joseph Gordon Lovett's little song. But because of the score for this episode, now I listen to that song. So, um, sorry to interject here, but I listened. So I told I we had a brief conversation over the Thanksgiving week about this. I listened to most of the soundtrack, and I gotta tell you that Galactic Dreamer, Galactic Dreamer, I want to say, it's not it. It doesn't slap. Okay, you don't say. Yeah, it's. I listen. You're not going to gonna be doing it at karaoke. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to get peer pressured into do it. Um, but I'm not going to be happy as I'm doing it. But sorry, John. <laughs> you say smiling. Um, I yeah. I mean, I, why am I even bothering piling on? But I I will say like, I went into rewatching this episode, the dub of this episode. Very excited for the end and excited for the score because I remember the score being very good. And the score is just as good as I remember it. That said, there were moments in, in this episode where I was like, the score is good, but does it have anything to do with anything? Which is just to say, does it necessarily kind of evoke what's happening on screen? Or is it just like cool? Oh, and I it's think it's just its I, own thing. I thought of that more as like, this is good, but this isn't Star Wars at all. But that's fine. Like, you know, it's yeah. taking a new context and adding to it. Like, you don't have to have like 5% of the John Williams score for literally everything. Oh, no, no. And I mean, I, all right. Sometimes you need 10% of the Mandalorian score, and they didn't have that. All right. <laughs> where are my recorders? I didn't see, I didn't hear any recorders in there. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't have it. I don't, I, I, it wasn't so much that it wasn't Star Wars. It just, I wasn't like the, the music that plays at the end of this episode is more just like, this is very cool. Is it like emotional at all, given the high emotion of the end of that episode? That said, that's all in the eye of the listener. And I'm sure the composer was, you know, 
had had every emotion going through the head as they were composing it. Um, and I, and the first time watching it, I didn't I didn't think anything of it. But this time, I think I was like specifically watching for the score because the score was so good. And it's one of those things where it's just like the score kind of takes over and is bigger than what's happening in in my mind because I you know as much as much as I love like the the parts of a score that are like so cool and banging and in your face. And I'm like, this is going to go on a playlist. I'm going to listen to this on Spotify. You don't necessarily want that in the movie because sometimes the movie has, you know, the music has to be in the backseat. So that other, you know, but I, I don't know, just a thought upon a second rewatch. Now, Pete, we're rounding, uh, we're rounding home here on, on 202 boys and on visions. Do you have anything else to say about Akakiri specifically? No, no, no. I mean, I, I would say that I've been dreading this episode. I remembered it being terrible, mm, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have the emotional connection, but I don't I don't feel like I had that for any of them, which interesting. I, I don't yeah. think really speaks to. I think it speaks more to the format than anything else. Like I, I wasn't like, oh, you know, Lop, oh, poor Lop. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was trying to think like, oh, was I emotionally invested in any of these? And Lop was the one I think that I did kind of feel a bit of emotional investment there. I will say the only thing I've been drawn to any form of like feeling, and I'm famously noted for being dead inside. Um, because you have to push those emotions away to lift as much as we do. Right. Um, the weight pushes it down. The first song or second song in the fight in the duel when it mm-hmm. played while I was driving, I tensed up. It's the like, ah, oh, no, I'm not even doing it right. But I, that one really got me. The ninth Jedi, a score from there really mm-hmm. got me. And then there wasn't there was a part of Lop and Ocho that got me. Um, yeah, I haven't gone through and listened to the score specifically yet. I should probably do that now that my 2021 playlist is in and I can move on with my life. Um, but so real quick then, before we wrap up, first, um, kind of late, but let's make sure we make this the best show ever. And then I figure I'm on, I'm on Disney Plus right now. I've got this list of episodes here. I figure we just go episode by episode real quick and and say, I don't know, a good thing and a, a thing we liked and a thing we didn't or just whatever. I don't know. Just just a quick little blur about what comes to mind here. Episode one, The Duel. For me, I well, I don't know. I thought it was my favorite. It's probably my favorite. I like that umbrella. Umbrella. Umbrella is sick. Umbrella, pretty cool. You got anything on The Duel, Pete? It was what i wish it's it was an episode that's like this is my fan fiction canon episode oh, like what if canon uh-huh. was it was a sith hunter i guess <laughs> and wasn't nearly as emotional as he was um, <laughs> yes canon famously so emotional yep so we have episode two which Episode was, two, Tatooine Rhapsody. What you got on Tatooine Rhapsody, Pete? I've been told by my parents that if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And I will say I do enjoy when I can get it, the kind of comparison between the force and music. And I think that there is something to be said for, for a band and a collaboration and a connection between musicians being some sort of iteration of the force. I, I thought it was done more compellingly in light of the Jedi with Avar Chris. Um, 
But the idea, I like that idea. Um, end of list. What about the twins, Pete? Personal stake in this. Yeah, and you know, I I famously have siblings that are twins. Fam- and... It is the number one thing about you, actually. Well, it's something that people talk about, like, what was that like? And I'm like, because your last name is actually twin brother. <laughs> Pete twin Pete, brother. Pete twin bu- brother po boy. I did legally change my name for restaurant purposes. Um, I, I'll just go with something that I, the, the casting was a little off. Um, it was an episode mm-hmm. where just the fame of the actors kind of took it out. Um, although the X-Wing expanding your lightsaber kind of thing. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. It, it went big or went home. And, you know, for me, I don't know. It went very big. It went very big. But I always uh, can at least appreciate just uh, kind of wild, unbridled imagination on screen. And I feel like the the folks who made the twins were not going to let themselves be hampered by the cynical Joshes of the world. And they're like, nah, man, we're going to do like a giant lightsaber that's going to cut a star's around. Like, we're going crazy. Eight arms, lightsaber whips. I love that they they left it all on the field. They left it all on the field. I got nothing but respect for that. Uh, the village bride. I will say, I liked the main Jedi's costume, and I of course liked our boy Christopher Sean. Yeah, and I wish you hadn't taken Christopher Sean because our boy yep. Christopher Sean did being that by in it Was in it. Me, I just love weddings so much, and I just I get so emotional at weddings famously unemotional pete twin and, brother um i wish that they had done the best boy ep- um speech which is famously <laughs> what i'm asked to do a lot as mm-hmm. you know i'm at weddings because you know i'm a po boy but you know, well you won't have that problem season. anytime soon the ninth jedi your favorite correct um, I think it, I think it's still up there, still certainly up there. But not your number one. I think the elder might be my favorite oh, one. Oh, elder! For five seconds from now. Um, elder or ninth Jedi? Yeah, I I just love the world building. Um, mm-hmm. it was a really cool concept of like, um, even though, you know, all of the prequels, the High Republic stuff, you know, that's gone. Um, the Skywalker Sakura's gone. Like we still have the light in the dark and, you know, these stories will just exist um, for a long, long time ago and um, emphasis on one of the longs for sure. Yes. And I, of course, observed that this episode was long. Now, episode six, Toby. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to watch Toby again, but I liked the spirit of it. I mean, I, I did. It was very like upbeat and, and happy. I mean, it had its frightening moments, but like. I don't know. It, it had a it had a, a whimsy to it and a joy to it that I can definitely appreciate. And for me, it made Obi Wan seem like a bum because, like, Obi Wan goes to a desert and then ages fifty years. <laughs> wow. And um, Professor Mashaka um, decides to terraform a planet when he goes into exile. So. Right, but the difference is, of course, Obi Wan is famously. Um has arms too. Pre- prejudiced against droids yeah so you know one person um literally digs his you know buries his head in the sand and then comes out 70 years older 
And then the other one, you know, Terraforms creates life with robots that become mm-hmm. Jedi. So 15 yes. seconds an episode. The Elder, what do you got, Pete? Um, love old people violence. Um, oh boy. I know this is like the pinnacle of Master Apprentice, what a master should look like. Loved it. Yep, yep. The villain was was genuinely frightening to me. Enjoyed that quite a bit. Very potently unsettling. Lop and Ocho. I low key, it may weirdly be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was here saying rabbits aren't cool. Rabbits, I guess, are cool. I don't know. I liked the story. I liked the relationship dynamics. I enjoyed Lop and Ocho. What about you, Pete? Um, triggered me when it got into father child stuff. Perfect. Into it. And we already talked about Akakiri, and that's our hour, but it is still recording. So I don't know. Um, I haven't checked our email in a while. Maybe you emailed. I mean, if you're ever going to email, now's the time to email and then just send in a flood of emails so we can have a bunch of emails for the first episode of Bobo Boys after um, Buka Bobo Fett comes out. And if you want information about Pobos Boys, our restaurant opening December 25th, you can hit us up at Twitter, Podcast at gmail.com. Again, a reminder, we're going to be taking a break. We will be back. My money's on January 5th. Who knows what Pete's thinking? Uh, but we will be back um, in less than a month to talk about Buka Bobo Fett, which should be exciting after, after. And I think pat on the back to you and I both, Pete, after 180 plus weeks of doing this every freaking week, um, taking a bit of a breather, a well-earned breather. Um, congrats to you, dear boy. Yeah, and... Congrats and to you as well. Thank you. <laughs> now, some people would think, you know, are they going to die? Because a lot of people, when they retire, they just, you know, right? They just we, of course, have a restaurant. They they, they they lose the will to live, and mm-hmm. then they just sure. We were very real, it. very real. Da- if anyone who listens to this podcast knows, very real danger for me. If I don't have this podcast record, I will lose the will to live. Um, but listen, when your heart's out to the wind. Sometimes you you might catch the ability to have some self help. Yes, and, and if if we don't hear from you, if we're not back by the end of twenty twenty one, please do remember twenty twenty one hearts to the wind. Yeah, hashtag where are the po boys? Yes, please hashtag where are the po boys? Po boys podcast at gmail dot com. Po boys podcast. Oh, at gmail dot com. I already said that at po boys podcast. See ya. Bye. <laughs>